everyone, and welcome to the Reformed Centers. Thank you so, so much for watching or listening to us today. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined here by Joseph Lassiter. Hello. In South Dakota. And by Jacob Johnson. Hello. <laughs> there he is in Pennsylvania. And um, don't forget, you can follow us on all sorts of platforms by going to our website, trdshow.net. Again, that's trdshow.net. And you'll see a list of links to all of the different platforms we're on, both video and audio platforms. You can also email the show at trdshow at protonmail.com. Again, that's trdshow at protonmail.com. And you can email us with questions, suggestions, anything you want to send our way. We are very much looking forward to fielding your emails and hearing from you. We've already heard from several of you, and it's been very nice to hear and see that interaction from the audience. Um, if you're interested in hearing us do deep dives into some of our current events, uh, specifically the ones that we talked about on the show, um, we'll be digging a little bit deeper into those topics. You'll have to follow us on our Gab page um, or our Gab TV page, Rumble or Odyssey, any of our pro-free speech, pro-First Amendment platforms um, that are not YouTube, which tries to censor free speech. So <laughs> you'll have to follow us on all of our pro-First Amendment platforms. And you should be following our Gab page anyways. We post all sorts of extra goodies on that page. Um, we post the verse of the month on there, or I'm sorry, the verse of the week. We post that every week on our Gab page. Um, so you'll definitely not want to miss that. We have all sorts of resources that we've posted on there already. So I would highly encourage you to look at our Gab page. Okay. We have to talk about the theme of the month, and this is really sad. We've we've come to this point, and it's it's not. I mean, it's not sad because we knew this was going to happen, but it's it's also sad. This is our last week with this theme. Next week, we're moving on to a whole new theme. But uh, again, as a reminder, this whole month, the month of August, our theme is devotion to God above all else. So that's still our theme for today, for the rest of this week, and then next week we're picking up a brand new theme. And in addition to a whole new theme, we're going to be picking up a whole new literature of the month, whole new piece of literature. So, But the literature, still for this week, is Knowing God by J.I. Packer. And uh, it's right here. And um, so we're going to be going through chapters 13 and 20. We had to move through the book um, kind of quickly, but we did want to pick some chapters that uh, went pretty well with our theme. But if you're reading through this book, we'd highly encourage you to continue reading through it. Um, we won't We'll be ending it this week, and we'll be moving on to our next book, but it's still just a wonderful book to uh, read through anyways. So what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about some current events, breaking that down. Jake's got some interesting stuff he wants to do with his segment of that. Um, and uh, so we're, we're going to have some we're going to have some fun today with those current events. I've got a little bit of a controversial topic to, uh, to talk about, break down, but... Um, I think all in all, it'll be a very, very interesting uh, discussion for sure. And then after we talk about the current events, we are going to be talking about the literature of the month, which for this week is, or for this month is Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Um, so we are going to be posting the next literature of the month um, on our Gab page. So if you're interested in in knowing what we're going to be talking about next, what the next book is going to be, I would highly encourage you to follow us on our Gab page. And that's how you'll know before next week's show <laughs> what literature we're going to be reading from, what piece of literature we'll be reading from. So if you'd like to follow along, you'll have to, you know, um, to get a sneak peek into what we'll be reading, you'll have to follow us on our Gab page to do that. So before we get into this whole show, there's a lot we're going to be talking about today. We have to talk about the verse of the week. And the verse this week is Colossians 3.17. And it says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And this one is um, pretty obvious how this relates to our theme. But in everything you do, word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. So we need to be devoted to God above all else. We need to be devoted to his word, devoted to his truth above all else in everything, thought, 
in word, in deed, all of it needs to be devoted to God. Um, all right, so let's get into our current events. And Jacob, you can kick it off. All righty. So I wanted to start out this show with something a little bit different than what we are normally used to. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Boom, yes. <laughs> I want to try and get Joe and Bruce's opinions and their first initial thoughts on my headline. Ooh. So I will say the headline, and I want them to give everything that they're thinking about this headline, <laughs> what it could Hold possibly mean. Yeah, if, <laughs> if it's surprising to you, it, tell me what that kind of shock is and why you're shocked. Um, so... All right, I'm going to start out. Here's the headline. And then after after they give their own opinions, I will go into talking about it a little bit. So All here's right. the headline. Two things mainstream media didn't tell you about FDA's approval of Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. It's kind of funny because I literally was just like watching a – uh, presentation on this last week i think wow about a doctor i think i sent it to you yeah a doctor yeah. was the one that did the presentation yes. about it that's true yeah I'm, man i'm curious to hear what Jake i know i dug can, up i can surmise um i would yeah tell us what those surmisings are yeah surmisings right um yeah. <laughs> i i mean first i i know for a fact that there are all sorts of other things that the FDA has approved historically that are not uh, safe for consumption. And yet they're still FDA approved. They were approved by the FDA right. and uh, it's not safe at all. So I can imagine that that's one thing that mainstream media would certainly not want people to know the track record of the FDA and that they're not the all knowing, omniscient, all loving federal agency that uh, that we're being led to believe and that they want us to think they are um i can't think of this of what the second would be other than corruption and they didn't actually do their due process which i think is kind of impossible for that just how you know accelerated this has been I, I they didn't have time to do due process the actual process of making sure that this vaccine does what it's supposed to do and doesn't kill people or harm people um i i the other thing i could think of is that maybe they're just they they're covering up the fact that they didn't actually do that so but the mainstream media of course wouldn't want you to know that either they wouldn't want you to know that the fda just slapped their seal of approval on this uh for no good reason so but that that, right. that would be my surmising <laughs> yeah be my guess <laughs> all right what about you joe well i think it's kind of interesting how the fda has stated that the uh vaccine is the reason why they approved of it is because the goods outweighs the bad and just <laughs> looking at yes. the numbers of side effects and deaths that we've had from vaccine and typically yeah. how the vaccine has to be gone through, what, five years of testing, and it has to go through lab rats and other animals. <laughs> yep. And it's completely skipped that process, and now we we are the lab rats. We, yeah, we're I, the clinical I know, trials. I, I know I said that last week, but really just thinking about it, we are the lab rats if because it never went through to trial. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there so is how a close lot were we, Jake? About this. What? How close were we? Were we, Jake? Um, yeah, very, <laughs> very close. But that, um, no, you, you guys touched on two different subjects that I'm not going to touch on. <laughs> okay. And it's okay. actually, I, I would say that's actually good. Well, were they in now the, we got uh, all article? these other things? Yeah. So the two things I wanted to touch on, and what this article talks about is. Is that first of all, the FDA approval for this vaccine is not for this vaccine. What? It is for a future vaccine coming oh, out called goodness. Comirnaty. Now, the Comirnaty vaccine for COVID, which is going to be coming out later. Wow. So even Wait, their they Pfizer BioNTech it. COVID vaccine 
is still under emergency use. It is not FDA approved. Isn't this like putting the uh, the horse before the cart? Like they've yeah. approved something that isn't even out yet. Right. Like right. they've approved it even though it hasn't had any sort of clinical trials or any sort of like actual yeah. public testing or any like really? That's really interesting. Yeah. So so this va- vaccine that they are they're saying that they're approving is it going through the lab rats? Yeah, are they actually doing clinical trials with this one? They might be. I don't know the specifics of that, but they could be doing all of the right stuff to try and actually get this approved. Right. But actually, it might actually have already been done. All of, all that has been done might have been. I, I'm not sure on that. I haven't looked into that. But all I know is that this this vaccine that we have currently from Pfizer is what's called the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. <laughs> And that hasn't been approved. Wow. Yet the next one coming out is called Comirnaty, and that has been approved. But again, it's not out. Yet the mainstream media is all telling us that it is FDA approved (laughs) and it is perfectly fine to take the vaccine, whereas this vaccine is still under emergency use authorization. I must say. Which leads me. Which leads me into my next point. Uh, okay, go, go ahead, Joe. I, I'm just going to say the this name of this vaccine sounds a lot like a certain name that we know of. I'm not going to say the name. Jake, could you give the name of the vaccine again? <laughs> uh, which one? The Pfizer-BioNTech? No, the, the, o- the other one. Comirnaty? Yeah. Sounds like Carmela Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's what I that's I was, what I heard I when getting, I first. I was getting manatee. I don't. I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The significance of the manatee. No, no, I hear it. I hear it like, now. Great. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna get that out of my head. Communism now. or <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, control. Yeah. Um, control. Yeah. <laughs> community. <laughs> yeah. So what I was saying before is that this Pfizer BioNTech vaccine is still under emergency use authorization which again leads me into my next point talking about how they under emergency use authorization we are not allowed to sue them if it goes wrong if something goes wrong if we have paralysis or anything else from this vaccine we cannot sue them Wow. Whereas if it's FDA approved, we should be able to, right? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But they're playing both sides of the field. Whereas they're saying these two are interchangeable. So if you want to sue them, they'll say, oh, no, this is still under emergency use authorization. You can't sue us. (laughs) But if you you ask, well, then it's not safe because it's, thrown through the process too quickly because it's under emergency use authorization. No, it's FDA approved. Wow. So it's, they're playing two different sides of the coin there. Man. And that's, that's a real issue. That's scary. Imagine yeah. what's going to happen in the next five years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah. We, we don't know the long-term effects of this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep, it definitely feels like they are gearing up for something. Like they are getting all their ducks in a row. They're getting all the everything set, all the cards set up, and now they when they play it, when they make their final move, it's like wow. Because some of these things are just man, you could see where this goes and it's it's not right. to a good place. So and then it just yeah. keeps piling up. It's like, "Oh man, that doesn't look good." I wonder where that's going to go. Yikes. They have a huge potential to take over there. Then another thing of the same nature pops up. Oh my goodness. They could take over with that too. And then another thing is like, oh wow. One day all of these things are all going to connect together (laughs) and we're going to end up with it's, it's kind of, it's very scary. They have a big plan. Yeah. Yep. There are two more things I want to touch on here. Uh, First of all, this article talks about how the Pfizer vaccine, the new one, Comirnaty, is still approved under FDA even though they have insufficient stocks. They don't have enough of this vaccine to give out to 
the entire population. Wow. They don't they don't have enough of it. Hmm. Which which is why it hasn't come out yet. They're still so, mass producing it. Right, right. <clears throat> they're, they're still trying to produce it. Um, but also, uh, talking about the emergency use authorization. Under the emergency use authorization, we should not be forced. There is no way they can force us to take a vaccine if it is under emergency use authorization because it is experimental. It literally says emergency use authorization products are experimental under U.S. law. Wow. They're experimental. These vaccines that are not under FDA approval are experimental and you should not be forced by a job or by anything or by anyone to take it. Wow. Yeah. And that that is why these think. are so that's why these two things are so important. The the difference between the community vaccine and the BioNTech vaccine. That that's why one can be forced on military and one can't. Yet they are forcing the BioNTech one that isn't authorized by the FDA on military personnel because community is not out yet. Hmm. Now, I don't know if there are any other vaccines that are FDA approved. Um, there might be, and those might be the ones that they're forcing on people, but they cannot force the uh, BioNTech vaccine wow. on anyone. Wow. Yeah. So those are those are the two topics I wanted to talk about. Not topics, but the two points. Yeah. That I wanted to talk about. Well, and I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what, Jake. Thanks for breaking that down, going into that detail, and really discussing it. Because you've given me an excellent segue into my topic, and you've really helped <laughs> boost the case for what I'm about to propose and what I'd love to get your uh, takes on as well. All three, or yeah, all three of you. Yep, there's a third person here. Yep. Yes. Um. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm including myself apparently in that. So. Hey, that's um, okay. So. What I want to talk about is taxation. <clears throat> and uh, there was a headline that prompted this discussion, this um, uh, train of research, I guess, that I went down, uh, this rabbit hole. Um, the headline is COVID-19 relief measures make U.S. tax system more progressive. Um, and that's according to um, something called the Tax Foundation. Wait, and so does that mean they're using our tax dollars to make this vaccine um that's a totally different topic oh okay more progressive in this sense i'm about to get into actually okay um, but in discussing taxes the word progressive is means something different okay. um, and i'm gonna break that down um there's a flat tax and there's a progressive tax and i'm gonna talk about those two um as well but yes it is a very confusing definition because we think of pro you know progressive being a bad thing and well, in this case, yeah, it's still a bad thing. <laughs> that didn't change. Great. Uh, okay, so so uh, this is just an excerpt from the um, article. The U.S. income tax system is very progressive, and it's increasingly taking on the role, and this is the key thing. This is the key part of the whole thing. It's increasingly taking on the role of providing social benefits to households, according to the Tax Foundation. Uh, according to preliminary estimates from the Urban Brookings Tax Policy Center, try saying that five times fast, released <laughs> last week, nearly 61% of U.S. households paid no federal income. Oh, that's neat. Very interesting. 61% um, of U.S. household uh, households paid no federal income taxes in 2020, up from 44% in 2019. Now, that sounds great. It's like, oh, cool. Less taxes, right? Here's the catch. Somebody still has to pay for the for the ridiculous right. amount of things that the government, our federal government, thinks is its job to do, which it clearly isn't. But someone has to pay for that. It's not free. Here, here we go. This is the next part from the article. Biden's proposals would also raise tax rates on high earners, generally making an already progressive tax system still more progressive. So 61% now have been shifted off, which I'm great. I'm, I'm like, that's wonderful. Good for you. 61%, yeah. you people are really lucky. Um, but the other, the rest of the country, 
the other the other side of that equation, the high earners are not getting justice right now. What's being done right. to them is criminal. It's theft and it right. needs to end. Here's in order in order in order to do what we we want with less taxes, we need to actually cut back spending. Exactly. If if you take 61% of the people off yes. of federal taxes, yes. you need to cut back that spending. Otherwise, you're not going to have enough money for all that spending that's going out. Exactly. And so then they're going to need to make someone else pay those taxes, right. which that's why all these high, high earners yeah. are being called, um, are being uh, taxed even more. Yep. So, so. so if my math is correct, the other 39% is going to be getting a very high increase in taxes. Is that mm -hmm. what I'm hearing? Yep. Yep. That's not good. No, it's not. I, I want to talk really quickly about the difference between a flat tax and a progressive tax. Um, a progressive tax, it, it punishes those who've worked hard and it desensitizes um, hard work disincentivizes sorry <laughs> it, it removes the incentive to work hard a flat tax system is one in which everyone pays the same rate regardless of income you can think of the tithe for church everyone it's 10 percent, 10 percent tithe um a progressive tax imposes a higher percentage rate on taxpayers who have higher incomes a progressive tax punishes those who worked harder and earned more money. It is also a way of stealing money from the rich to give to the poor, which is wrong. Robin Hood's ideologies were completely wrong. Because someone worked hard for something, they earned more money than other people. They happened right. to be in that position. Oh, now they owe more to society? Oh, now we get to steal more from them? More than we're already stealing from the poor people? That's great. Yep, right. that sounds like a wonderful idea. Um, okay, here's the, here's the, here's the, the <laughs> here's the part that some people uh, might disagree with. And I'd love, I can't wait to have this discussion. I'm really excited. Um, I want to talk about the constitution. Ooh. Um, and unfortunately, one of the main reasons why the constitution was developed was to give the federal government more power. I know that sounds contradictory, but I'm going to back that up in just a second. That's my premise. Included in this power was the ability to tax. At that time, when they were then given the ability to tax, what they did was they used tariffs. Um, and tariffs were basically the only source of income for the still rather small federal government. But before the federal or before the Constitution, we had something else. We had another document that I personally would prefer to the Constitution, and that's what was originally created before Americans decided, nah, I think I want to give the federal government a little bit more power, then they wrote the Constitution. The Articles of Confederation. Um, oh, I'm sorry, before I get to that, the 16th Amendment, I have to, I have to you know, talk about the 16th Amendment, which was ratified in 1913, um, which specifically allowed for the federal government to tax income. Because up until that point, income wasn't really the americans primary source of how they did things they didn't really use currency or money they used they traded so they grew far they, they had farms they grew things they imported they exported to different countries all that kind of stuff and so the government then taxed those things and took percentage of the goods and used that um and so then in 1913 it was decided that well and this was actually in direct correlation to a court case that was done in the uh, 1890s, which is interesting to look up. Uh, when you look up the 16th Amendment, that court case is one of the first things that comes up. And I didn't really delve too deeply into that because I wanted to talk more about the Articles of Confederation, but that's definitely something to look into. But in 1913, they were like, eh, I think people out or uh, uh, income, monetary income is something that I think we're going to get more benefit from if we take it from the people um, instead of taking the other things. Um, so... Okay, the Articles of Confederation. Here we go. Um, the Articles of Confederation limited the powers of the federal government severely and kept them well in check. The federal government had to go to the states for their money. Federal government had no money. They had to go to the states. Had to go to the states. Um, personally, I think returning to this kind of a system would solve many of the problems we are seeing in America today. And actually, I didn't know what Jake was going to talk about, but that plays 
really well into what <laughs> what I'm discussing here, which is the government wouldn't have the power to enforce what they're trying to do now because they wouldn't have the power to have a standing army, which I believe a standing army goes both against the Bible and against the Constitution, even the Constitution, but also against the founders' wishes for America. They didn't want a standing army, and I can we could talk about that some other time, but, but that's what they would use now, right? If you don't get the vaccine, well, we're going to break down your door, and we've got the, and they do. They have the forces to do that. They have the forces to force us against our will to take something that we don't want to take. And that's not at all what the founders wanted to happen. This was never supposed to be a possibility. And guess what? The Constitution, as opposed to the Articles of Confederation, makes this possible. And in one second, I'm going to open up the floor. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I, no, just have, I have to. I have yeah, to go ahead, Jake. Inter, I have to interject. Yeah, he's a, he's a, we've had this discussion before. And um, um, I'm very excited. The Constitution. Yeah. Well, well, the the Constitution now is different from what it was before. The ability to add amendments has <clears throat> totally destroyed the Constitution as to what it was. Yep. Um, so we've added so much to the Constitution that now the federal government is able to do whatever they want. Yeah. And you were you were talking about that that court case. This is kind of going off topic a little bit. But oh, if, Jake uh, loves if court wanna, cases. If you want help understanding <laughs> that court case, I can I can definitely help you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that that's what I would say. I think the the Constitution as it was first when it was first written, I I would say is better than it is now. And mm. and even then, we understand that the Constitution isn't even our end goal. The right. the Articles of Confederation aren't even our end goal. <laughs> that we, is true. we understand that our end goal is God's law. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and um, no, no, I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. I, I I have a lot. I have more to say on a different topic. So, Joe, do you want to add anything before we move on? At this moment in time, this I didn't do a lot of research on this topic. <laughs> what's, so your, it was, what's your quick take? What's your uh, your feeling on this? My feeling on this is more of a, I don't know how. I haven't done a whole lot of direct study on the Constitution or, or the Bill of Rights or the... Articles uh, of Confederation. Correct. I, <laughs> I need to do more research on that. But I think, for one, first of all, I think our government needs to be following those before we can even yes I, say one way or the right. other. I, I think right. our government needs to yes. stop right. trying to open up the Constitution and put yes. more amendments in. Yep. They need to actually follow the Constitution right. before we can say we need to change it. Right. We need to go back to yes. the Article of Confederation. The, yeah. Constitution, yeah. yeah. Articles of Confederation. Yeah, Articles yes. of Confederation Art is the, oh, yeah, is the other. Yeah, 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 he was saying first, yeah. we, and I totally agree, you know, stepping yeah. stone. The first step, get back to the Constitution. Right. That'd before, be great. Before anything else, we have to get back to being able to follow what is written. I totally agree. And I, yes, I, I agree with that. And also, I think we need to keep in mind, though, what the end goal is, though, right? Like, we... Yeah, yeah, let's get back to the Constitution, but we can't stop there. Like, we can't say... Right. Ultimately, right. I think if we get back to the Constitution, it's a lot easier to get back to the Articles of Confederacy. Confederation. Confederation. Yep. <laughs> which would ultimately be able to get... be way easier to get back to the Bible. It's just stepping yes. stones because yes. currently we, our country well, is not... It's, the, the Articles of Confederation is... So is is a step closer to a republic for the people by the people because yeah. your federal government could pretty much it really didn't do much at all um right. and states states rights the states were in control which is great because guess what the states are closer to the people than the federal government is the federal mm -hmm. government's up here states are here people are down here and i mean obviously there's a lot between the state and the people right. but the right. state is yep. one step closer to the people and for the state rather than the federal government to be in control of everything 
I'd much prefer individual states because yeah. what can you do with your states? You can, you, you have lots of sway to fix and change things. Mm-hmm. You can also vote with your feet. You can say, nope, I do not at all like what you're doing. I've worked hard to change it. It's not working. I'm out of here. I'm going to another state where I actually agree with what they're doing. Right. Um, And and actually, the funny thing is, that's what the whole Revolutionary War was fought over. Yeah. Because the government for the people of the New World or America was in England across the ocean. Yeah. The king and the parliament were the people who created the laws and who were doing things. And the the people in the New World or America had really no say. So and yep. that's what the whole exactly. Revolutionary War was fought over. And yeah. now we're going right back into <laughs> that. We are back, yep. Right. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yep. And I and I think a huge part and of that, actually, too, is... I, I wanted oh, go to... Ahead. I, <laughs> go ahead. I wanted to talk on your point before with, like, using the Articles of Confederation and the Constitution as a step one. It's, it's the same argument used for why we don't really like that Trump is coming back in 2024. Mm. It's because Trump was a stepping stone. He's yes. not our end goal. Yes. It, he's definitely not the best what we could have yep he's he's only a stepping stone yes, he, he exactly. did well and i have to say he did better than in i thought some, he would yeah, in some but ways yeah we, we need to get back to good christian people yes yep yep yeah we shouldn't lower yep. our standards god doesn't lower his standards when he looks at us like the standard is his word the standard is people following his word um yeah, and it's important that we that we don't just lower our standards because eh, they're close enough, eh, they're good enough, and I mean I've pushed for election. I'm pushing. I still don't believe Biden won, and I push for election integrity. But it's not because I really think Trump should have. Well, I think he should have win, but or should have won. It's not that I'm like, oh, I really want Trump. Oh man, I can't believe this. You know, obviously, yeah, it would have been great, but it's more than that. It's larger than that because you know what? What was it in against uh, King George? What was their gripe against King George? Was it something like taxation without representation, I think? Oh, right? I remember that. Yeah, something like yeah. that. I think along those lines. I don't know. Um, and how do we have representation in America? What do we do? We, we, we vote. Right? <laughs> we vote. We vote for the people. That's We vote for the people that we want to be in charge. They represent us. They act on our behalves. But who put them there? We did, theoretically. But right now, we're not doing that. We vote for the people we want there, but they don't get to go there because our election system has lost all of its integrity. So right now, we do, it's yep. literally taxation without representation it's, and, and so much more. <clears throat> it's forced vaccination without representation. It's um, government indoctrination without representation. It's an entire society without our representation, without our will, without the people's will. And so, that's called what? Communism. When the government is in charge and the people have no say. So we could say voting without representation as well? <laughs> yes. I mean, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. The people at the top are voting and they don't represent us. Then, yeah, we're not being represented. So, yep. all right. And, and continuing. I, this discussion was great. This is really good. Um, but I'm going to stir the pot even more. Here we go. <laughs> I've, yeah, Jake's like, what? Is that possible? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe that individuals within a, fr- a real free market are far more resilient than we think. Personal responsibility has been all but lost in our current government-controlled society. We rely on our unconstitutional federal government for everything in America – Today, tasks that individuals and the church should be doing, we've allowed the federal government to commandeer. This includes road construction, agricultural finances, education, welfare, insurance, and even national defense, which I believe is a role which belongs to the states, not to the federal government. What do you guys have to say about those points? I I would totally (laughs) agree. Okay. Totally agree. Responsibility is lost now. 
Like no one has personal responsibility. No one has, a, like, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with that responsibility. Responsibility yep. is lost. <laughs> Especially since our government has gone to, ooh, let's hand money to people. It's right. a, it's a hand let's, up. Let's right. help you pay for college. Let's yeah. help you uh, a, get uh, public education. Like <laughs> it's a it's a yep. handout. It's not a hand up. It's handout. Let's here. Let's give you more money. Not here. Let's help you become a better citizen of the United States. It's. Here, yeah. let's, let's give you some more money. You you need more money. We right. need yeah. to help take care of you. But that, in return, we would like you to side with what we're saying. There it is. Yep. Again, back back with how was back to what I was saying about the responsibility, and now included with what Joe was saying about handouts. Yeah, people people aren't working anymore because they have they are getting so much more money on unemployment and from these government handouts. Yep. Yeah. People. People will call businesses saying they want to work and then never show up. Yes. Because yep. all, all that was was them trying to show the unemployment agencies that, hey, I looked, <laughs> I tried to get a job. Yes. Oh, they wouldn't take me. Yep. So, yep. It, and Legal so they get more, more and more uh, unemployment. Yep. So, yep. The uh, government shouldn't have the money. And this goes back to my original premise, which was no federal taxation. The federal government shouldn't have the money to support that system. Shouldn't have the money right. to be able to help people who are unemployed. Because guess what? That's not their job. What does God call right. the church to do? Take care of the poor. And it should be at the point where you are like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay for my next check or, or you know, my next bill. I need help. I may not be a Christian, but guess what? I know the churches will help me. And what happens when you go to, or what should happen if we're handling it the right way, when you go to the church for money, you need help with something, they should be able to give you the gospel. If you didn't go in there hearing, knowing about the gospel, you should know coming out about right. the gospel. You should know about God's word. You, and, and if you have to keep coming back there, Maybe you'll get a job. I know some people um, in my previous hometown who were able to get jobs at the church. The church is like, well, we need um, the garden weeded or weeded or we need new shingles on the roof or, or whatever. And they would pay them to right. do the job. Right. So now they're getting a work ethic. They're getting the gospel. Mm -hmm. They're growing rather than just sitting on their couch, filling out paperwork and collecting a check. It's a totally and, different and way of handling it. The wording there is important because it's saying the church should help the poor, not mm. give the poor money. Yes. They should help the poor. Yep. yep. We, the, the church, the, helping the poor is not just throwing money at them. Yes. Helping yes. the poor 100%. is teaching them how to get an occupation, uh, giving them that responsibility, and giving them that work ethic so they can actually go out and work and they can uh, receive money themselves. It goes also with that saying that was uh, that was said, uh, teach, uh, give a man a fish and you will feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and he will feed himself for life. Yes. Mm -hmm. And with, with the, the comment about the church helping uh, the poor, there's a lot of proof in the Bible. Like the, the first thing that came to my mind was Ruth. Ruth went out to the gardens to glean it wasn't a oh here here's boaz just gonna just give um them food even though mm. that's what happened towards the end but in the beginning it the garden was designed the the farmers were told not to pick up everything that was on the ground leave the the scraps on the ground for those who are poor to come in and be able to glean that. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, I have more. That was a big topic, and it, we still have yes, more? I, I'll get through it really yeah. quickly, I, I promise. I just wanted to tie this into to Scripture really quickly because this yeah. is all well and <laughs> yep. good, but it needs to be backed and supported by Scripture. So Indeed. I wanted to, um, right. wanted to mention, if you get some time, I would highly encourage you to look up 1 Samuel 8, um, verses 10 through 18. And it actually speaks about how anything over 10%, a 10% taxation being slavery. 
Um, the nation of Israel, so a little background on the passage. The nation of Israel wanted a king so that they could be like all the nations around them. That was, and guess what? Same thing happened to America, right? We saw mm -hmm. socialism, communism all around us. And we were like, hey, I want that. I want, we, we want that. We want to be like them. Yeah, we want them to give us free education. We want them to do our roads for us. We yeah. want them to make life really nice and cushy because I don't want to do it. I, nah, I don't want to make roads. I don't want to take care of training my own children. I don't want any of that stuff. No, nah, I just don't. I don't have time. I don't have time or, any, or your money or resources or whatever. I, and I can't go to the church for help. So, hey, those countries look pretty cool. They got their government to do all that stuff for them. I say we try that too. Let's do it in America. And guess what? There's, that's where we are. Um, Samuel yep. here is warning them of what would happen if they went down that path. Verse 15 specifically says, He will take the tenth of your grain and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and to his servants. And verse 17 says, He will take the tenth of your flocks and get this, you shall be his slaves slaves to the state. So I thought that was very interesting. And one really quick thing I wanted to mention, Gary DeMar, um, which have you, if you haven't heard of Gary DeMar, I would highly encourage you to look up, look him up. Um, but Gary DeMar talks at length about how you're engaging in theft when you elect officials to steal money from those around you so that you can have nice things. Uh, rather than getting a job or working to help build roads or deciding to homeschool, we elect officials who steal other people's wealth so that we can get those things for free. And a direct quote from him is, so the next time you want the government to do something, keep in mind that it does not have any money. It can only get it by taking it from you and me or printing it. The first method is theft, something that <laughs> would put us in jail if we tried to do, if we did, right? The second method is also theft. Printing money lowers the value of the currency that's already in circulation. By inflating the currency, the dollars in our wallets and investments lose value and there's all sorts of other things yeah. he talks about really great principles and if you're interested send me an email i can send you uh links to two of his resources that i found especially helpful so okay that was a huge huge segment <laughs> really sorry hey <laughs> but, that's yeah. great i think it was worth discussing and and i'm really glad we talked about this so great format definitely not <laughs> going to be a short show here no no we might end up uh last time we were at an hour a little over an hour this is gonna be probably well over an hour <laughs> but still it's it's very um stimulating uh you know discussions this is all very important stuff to talk about so and and i'm going to admit that my my whole script everything that i wrote out to talk about for this week is much much smaller <laughs> than any other show that i've had before yeah yeah yep same actually um but yeah. a lot of this stuff i've been discussing um um with my you know with with well with dad actually a lot he talked about a lot of this kind of stuff um we've talked about this with all sorts of different people so this is something that's been on my mind for a long time so i'm, I'm really glad we got yeah. to uh discuss some of this so yep all right. Anything else you want to add before we get into the literature of the week? Nope. I wouldn't want to add anything else. Just <laughs> so long the process. All right. Long yes, enough, indeed. right? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. <laughs> so let's get into our literature of the week. And again, this week it is Knowing God by J.I. Packer. And uh, very sad, but this is... This is our last show with Knowing God. So, Sad. But we're moving into a very exciting book next week that we'll be posting on our Gab page. So, all right. Chapters 13 and 20 were the chapters we talked about this week. And the first question is, what did you find most interesting about the chapters? Jacob, you want to kick it off? All right. I want to start <laughs> off with something and talk about this. But I'm, I want to say that these two chapters should be full of things we already know yep what i've read in these two chapters has been a great review but there are some things that i want to point out hmm. i know the majority of our listeners already know these these things but i want i want to uh reiterate them one of these things is that god gives us guidance we all know that god gives us guidance but that the guidance he gives does not come in the form of whispers in our head or visions in our mind, but they come in the form 
found in scripture. <laughs> yes. Our guidance is the holy and infallible word. It's God's holy and infallible word. All right. So we must always, no matter what we're talking about, what we're thinking about, should always go back to scripture. And this goes back to the very first episode where I talked about how we must have, God, the Bible must be our filter. And nice. that, that's all I have to say about Great. that. But just no, that making really sure good. that that point is really talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, that was really well said. Um, Indeed. Definitely. It's, you know, it's like one of those things where, yeah, we've, <laughs> it's something that we definitely should already know. We should keep in mind, but it's, uh, we need to be reminded of it a lot and not to look inside ourselves, but to look to scripture for guidance. Definitely. Um, Joe? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm very short again. I really liked how Jacob laid it all out, but the, yeah, he's pretty good at that. He is very, very <laughs> good. Um, but the, the, as an electrician, there was an electric electrician. Um, what's the right illustration? Term? Yes. Demonstration, <laughs> illustration. Nice. Um, so you had to grab it. Yes. I, I just had to. <laughs> um, so it, it really talked about how or the one little part there was talking about how, we're like a battery and we need to be plugged in to the scripture. We need to be plugged in and be focused on God. Kind of like hmm. what I was stating last last week, but also this week. We just need to be plugged into God's grace. Mm. and That's where we get our energy. That's where mm -hmm. we get our strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you yeah. think, what does a battery do? It charges. It charges your phone if you have a portable battery. But if you're you're constantly charging that phone you're going to lose that charge. And so you have to be plugged back into the God so that you can recharge on Ooh, scripture. Yes. Very good. Yep. point. Nice. Yep. Very cool. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Uh, okay. So what did I find most interesting about the chapter uh, or chapters rather Packer talked about God's grace throughout chapter 13. That was the main theme. And he stated, uh, started by discussing how modern Christians don't seem to fully appreciate or grasp the richness of God's grace. Even further, further than that, he talks about how they feel like they don't even really need it. Um, they're content living their lives without really thinking about it or examining its practical impact on their lives. He talked about one of the reasons for this being that, and here's his quote, modern men and women conscious of their tremendous scientific achievements in recent years, naturally inclined to a high opinion of themselves. They view material wealth as, in any case, more important than moral character. And in the moral realm, they are resolutely kind to themselves, uh, treating small virtues as compensating for great vices and refusing to take seriously the idea that, morally speaking, there's anything much wrong with them. Um, and that's end quote. <laughs> uh, Christians have been affected by this way of thinking and can sometimes fail to realize what they are apart from Christ. So I thought that was very interesting the way that he, uh, the way that he phrased that there in chapter 13. So, um, okay, let's see. Question two, what did you find most surprising? something you hadn't considered that way before. So again, this might've been something you had heard before, but it was like, ah, I really like the way he stated this, which I think in these chapters, a lot of it is very familiar, but Packer states it in a very unique way. So um, we could probably ask this question for most of the stuff we're going to be talking about. <laughs> uh, but Jake, do you want to kick it off? Sure. All right. So much like the point that I was trying to make in number one, how it, it is very important for us to use the Bible as our, our filter and have all of our guidance come from the Bible. Th this point is just as strong. And as, as we're going through thinking about trying to bring our culture back to God and back to the Bible, we must think of this point. This point I really want to drive home. The grace of God... Was, has been given to us that has been given to us was not earned nothing we have done mm. nothing we could ever do yeah will give us that grace or give us salvation there's no reason for us to believe that we did anything 
to bring ourselves to be saved. That that should be for all of us humbling. Hmm. We know that we must bring culture back to God, but we must do it in a humble way. We are no better than anyone else. We are all sinners and saved only because of God's grace. Nice. Yep. Very well stated. Definitely important to remember that. Keep that in mind. Yep. And be reminded of that sometimes. All right. Joe? I tend to have a trend of always stating that what what the second question always with the first question. <laughs> I'm mixing them up. <laughs> well, I always keep well, or, reiterating, or re- saying, reiterating I what, what I keep saying. So gotcha. the fascinating point is always the the first question. I'm always answering the, f- the first question, which is also the answer to the second question <laughs> as well. And that's, that's a rabbit hole. Anyway, but the, the thing that I tend to, uh, that I found was, again, that battery. We have to be a battery. Sometimes I know I can be like, oh, okay, I have been reading. I'm good. And then I fall short. And then sometimes I forget I have to recharge that battery daily. Mm. It's like your phone. Mm. You do have Mm -hmm. to recharge your phone every day for it to work the next day. And it makes the biggest difference if you charge it the night before versus if you're not. It's the same with reading the Bible every day. Mm. You kind of have to, you do have to read that Bible every day. Make it a priority. And recharge your, your spiritual battery. Yep. That way you can run the next day. Yes. Yes. Nice. Thank you, Joe. Um, okay. So my answer, again, the question is, what did you find most surprising? Something you hadn't considered that way before. Uh, in chapter 20, Packer talked about how God guides us throughout our lives. He spoke against the notion that Christians should look inside themselves for the leading of the Holy Spirit, which is uh, literally what everyone in our postmodern society says. Look in your heart. Follow your heart. Right? It's like... That is the worst advice you could possibly give someone. Um, He spoke against the notion that Christians should look inside themselves for the leading of the Holy Spirit and instead talked about how we cannot and should not trust our own hearts. And I know we've gone into uh, a lot of details about that in previous episodes as well. Uh, Instead, the word of God is what we should trust and look to for guidance. On page 236, if you're following along at home, um, (laughs) Packer said, (laughs) and this is his quote, but the true way to honor the Holy Spirit as our guide is to honor the Holy Scriptures through which he guides us. The fundamental guidance which God gives to shape our lives, and he says the instilling, the instilling, that is, of the basic convictions, attitudes, ideals, and value judgments in terms of which we are to live, is not a matter of inward promptings apart from the word, but of the pressure on our consciences of the portrayal of God's character and will in the word, which the spirit enlightens us to understand and apply to ourselves. Packer also said on the same page that, and another quote, the spirit leads within the limits which the word sets, not beyond them. And he gave Mm. Psalm 23, verse 3, as an example. And an excerpt from that verse is, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. So he he doesn't lead to sin. And if if you're, what you're praying for and what you desire to go and do is sinful or unrighteous or against his will, he's not going to condone that. That's not something that he's going to lead you to do and say yeah i'll help you do that horrible sin that you really really want to do (laughs) that's not uh not something that we should be praying for so we need to consider what we're praying for what we're um thinking about what what we're um trying to do within the confines of the word that's the guidance that we we should be expecting all right last question what part of the reading do you think most applies to the theme of the month? And we'll go through this one pretty quickly since we are just about almost completely out of time. <laughs> All right, Jake, go <laughs> for it. Oof. Um, well, there is something I want to talk about in 
hit on the topic of what you were talking about before, Bruce. And okay. this really isn't really isn't my answer to question three. But I, I just want to talk about how you're saying that and how Packer said that people now in today's time look into themselves, look at their own emotions, look at their own mm, feelings yep. to find guidance. Right. Right. And how we know of a of a uh, a thing called the enlightenment an mm, event an event yep. right the the enlightenment was the idea that we could come up with our own reasoning we could mm, trust our own minds our own truth to know what to know to know truth yes yeah now another another not so well known event coming after the enlightenment was what's called romanticism. Hmm. I think I'm saying that right. Sounds about but right. It was the it was the idea that we could trust our own emotions for truth. <laughs> for truth. Hmm. So that that is why we have what we have today. It's because of that event. And because of that ideology of romanticism, now I might be saying that word right. If someone knows the actual way to say that word, let me know. Sounds about right. Um, okay, <laughs> good. Now moving on to my actual answer of question three. <laughs> my actual answer to question three was: We know that we must trust God's word for guidance. Hmm. We should have a devotion to God because in order for us to receive guidance, we must know his word. We must read his word. We must have a devotion to, to knowing God and knowing his word. Without this devotion, we would not have the guidance that is needed to live through life. Hmm. We cannot yep. know the right way to live our lives without God in the Bible. And that is, that is my answer. Nice. Thank you very much, Sheikh. Very well thought out. All right, Joe? I think I need to start rethinking my answers a bit more. Because, <laughs> I mean, it, it, my points tend to be the, the exact same. I mean, the plugging in is the, the I think, relates best to having devotion to God. You have to re be able to recharge that battery. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I feel like I should start I, saying I more. Don't, I don't, <laughs> no, that makes I don't sense. think it's a bad thing that you're reiterating this point because that's that's a really big point that yeah. everybody should know. Something mm -hmm. important and to keep in mind. We need to right. We need to trust the Bible over anything else. We mm -hmm. cannot lean on our own understanding. Yeah. And that's a really big point. And I really like that you are really hitting on that topic. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad thing. That uh, that is your answer for all three questions. It, it, it's supposed to be a shocking. <laughs> oh, but I'm crashed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, my answer to the third question: What part of the reading do you think most applies to the theme of the month? Is um, chapter thirteen in talking about grace and what we are apart from Christ made me think about how many people can overlook the sin of idolatry. Um, we tend to get caught up in our own world and sometimes don't step back and examine all the idolatrous sins we engage in. Within any world, but especially our postmodern one, it's so easy to slip into idolatry. And this ties kind of back into what I was talking about in the current events segment, what we all discussed. Um, for example, many, unfortunately, worship the state by allowing it to comfort mm. them, provide for them, nice. and even teach their yep. children. Um, they've allowed it to replace the church. And, and rather than taking on the responsibilities that God has given to them, they've allowed the government to fill that void, which it was never intended to right. do. And that's why it's failing so horribly at it. Um, when we talk about devotion to God above all else, we need to stop and really consider what things in this world we've allowed to take the place of God, such as the example I mentioned above. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, something that's like, oh, fairly, fairly innocuous. It's, it's, it, it doesn't seem like it's just something we take for granted. Oh yeah. yeah the government, you know, teaches children. 
teaches <laughs> children. <laughs> like, yes. I yeah. mean, really? That's, that's, wow. Um, so, anyways, uh, we, we really need to consider and rethink all the things we take for granted and, and compare them to Scripture. We also need to make sure that the responsibilities God has given to us are not being outsourced to entities that were never meant to do those things. So, yep. really not taking anything for granted, which is hard to do. But just breaking down, what, what do you rely on in your life? Are they acting in accordance to God's word? Or is that not something you should rely on? Maybe you need to figure out how you can do that yourself. Maybe that's your responsibility. Um, so, all things that I think we all need to consider. So, that was yeah. my... My answer. Anything else you guys wanted to add before we wrap this up? Nope. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for watching or listening to us today. Don't forget, you can go to our website, which is trdshow.net, to see a list of all the links for all the platforms that we are on. Don't forget to follow us on our Gab page. Very important. I'm going to say this again. Follow us on our Gab page. We're up to three or four followers now. Definitely go to our Gab page. That's gab.com. And I think you can do slash TRD show, but um, might direct you to the wrong place. So just go to our website and click the Gab link. <laughs> it's much easier. You can email the show at trdshow at protonmail.com. Again, that's trdshow at protonmail.com. And we will see you in the next episode. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it unto the Lord. <laughs>